The FDA has issued recalls for dozens of over-the-counter eye drops sold under popular pharmacy brand names at CVS, Rite Aid, Walmart, and Target. The agency said these products can cause eye infections. This is Pulse Check. I'm Katherine Ellen Foley. Principal Deputy FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock, the second-in-command at the agency, plans to retire in early 2024 after nearly four decades working with the agency. During her tenure, she led the agency's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research and served as acting commissioner under President Joe Biden until February 2022. This week, the FDA cleared the first at-home collection kit for a chlamydia and gonorrhea test from the company Let's Get Tested. Patients can purchase the kit without a prescription, collect their sample at home, and mail it to a lab. And the UK approved the world's first gene editing therapy, a medicine to treat patients with severe sickle cell disease and transfusion-dependent beta-thalassemia. Politico's Carlo Martichelli joins us to explain. Hey, Carlo, thank you for being here. Hey, Catherine, thanks for having me. So the UK's medical regulatory authority made some global news this week. Can you walk us through this approval and some of the technology behind it? So this week, the UK's drug regulator approved a medicine called Casgevy, which treats two kinds of blood diseases, sickle cell disease and transfusion-dependent beta thalassemia. And it's made the news because it's the first time that a regulator has approved a medicine that uses a technology called CRISPR. So CRISPR is a tool based on something that was actually first observed in bacteria's immune system. It's a package of DNA that allows scientists to go in and edit a patient's genetic code. The cliched phrase here is that it's a genetic scalpel. Two of the pioneering scientists in the field, Jennifer Doudna and Emmanuel Charpentier, won the Nobel Prize in 2020 for their work on CRISPR. In the case of Casgevy, scientists extract stem cells from a patient's bone marrow. They then modify those cells, fix the gene that doesn't work, and then implant the cells back into the patient. Now, if everything goes right, that bone marrow should start producing healthy blood cells, basically curing them. And that's really good news because both sickle cell and beta thalassemia are really horrible, painful diseases. And people who have them on average live shorter lives than other people. Yeah, that's really exciting. Can you walk us through what other treatments are available for people living with these conditions? Yeah, sure. So in the case of both beta thalassemia and sickle cell, stem cell or bone marrow transplant is the standard treatment, but only when it's possible. Unfortunately, often it's difficult because it's not easy to match patients and donors. And even when you do, there's always the risk of really serious adverse reactions. And that's kind of the genius of Casgevy is that it uses the patient's own cells and you can avoid that negative immune system reaction. Other than that, patients with beta thalassemia will need frequent blood transfusions, and that's the case with sickle cell as well, often. But the good news is that there's a lot of progress being made in this field. So last year, the FDA approved a gene therapy that wasn't based on CRISPR for beta thalassemia, and there's a lot more of these treatments in the pipeline. So how many people do we think Casgevy will benefit in the UK? Vertex, which is one of the two companies that developed it, estimated 2,000 patients are currently eligible in the UK. 
And do we know anything about pricing of this potentially curative therapy at this point? So we don't know much about it, but we can take a guess and say it's not going to be cheap. That other gene therapy for beta-thalsium I talked about, Zintelgo, that has a list price of almost $3 million. So that will be negotiated down, but it does give you a kind of ballpark figure of the sums we're talking about. But in any case, right now, the UK's drug regulator just approved the drug, which means that it considers it safe and effective. The next step is going to be negotiating on price. And then only when they reach a deal will they be able to start giving it to patients. But still, it's a significant step. But Catherine, actually, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. Given your coverage of the FDA, I wanted to know, do we have any sense when the U.S. might clear the treatment if they do? That's a great question. So right now, the FDA is scheduled to make a decision by December 8th. So that's coming up. And earlier this year, an independent panel of experts convened by the FDA came together to talk about if they had any concerns about this treatment. There's some risk that with gene editing, you could potentially edit the wrong gene. And the advisors didn't have a ton of safety concerns. There's always some amount of uncertainty in science like this but it didn't seem like that was a huge issue for them. So I'll be following the story in the coming weeks to see what U.S. drug regulators ultimately decide. Okay, I'll be looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your reporting with us here. Thank you, Catherine. It's been great. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.